No, uh, Brother Allen had some prior commitments, and as I understand, he's preaching a homecoming uh, this week. And uh, we're blessed today to have with us a young man who has grown up in this community that I know most of you know, but we want to give him a formal introduction. Mr. Ronnie Lee McClure is going to be bringing our message. Let's give him a Bible Baptist welcome. Well, it is good to be here this morning. I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity that I, that I have. Um, I, I got to say, though, I'm, I'm not worthy to be up here and to be standing up here and speaking. And, uh, but but I, I count it a privilege and an honor and a blessing just to be here and be able to share God's Word with you this morning and to be able to share a message that uh, the Lord has, has laid on my heart. If, if you have your Bible with you, I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, and we'll read... Um, We'll read verses 46 through 52. Mark 10, we'll begin reading there in verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I I come before you this morning, Lord, and just first of all ask forgiveness of sins and ways in which I failed you, Lord. And Lord, like I said, I, I feel unworthy to be here. I think of great men like Brother Don Staten that stood behind this pulpit and, and, and Brother Scott, and just many, many that stood behind here, Lord, and I, and I think about that and how uh, unworthy I am to stand here, Lord, but I am thankful. And I pray that you'd help me and, and just bless me and give me the very words that I need. And Lord, most of all, I pray that there, if there's a lost one among us this morning, that they'd be saved, and we sure would give you the praise and the honor and the glory for, for it all. Bless this message, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, we have here a, a, a wonderful New Testament story of the, of the healing of the blind man, Bartimaeus, and, and it, it has in it, I think, some, some excellent spiritual applications regarding the matter of salvation. This story here before us, it took place at Jericho. And you know, a lot of interesting things in the Bible took place at Jericho, didn't they? You know, I think about in the, in the Old Testament when, when Joshua and, and the Israelites, when they marched around that wall that seventh day, they marched around it seven times and, the, and, and they shouted and they blew that trumpet and that wall, it fell down flat, didn't it? And I think about 
uh, Rahab, the, the harlot in that, in that scenario, and how, how she was spared and, and, uh, because of that faithfulness that, where she helped those, uh, those Christian spies and things. And, and then I think about in, in the New Testament where Zacchaeus, remember he climbed up that, that sycamore tree? That took place at Jericho. But one of the most striking occurrences at Jericho, I believe, is the one before us, the, the healing of the blind man Bartimaeus. And in this, in this story, I tell you what you have. You have a picture of salvation from the very beginning to the end. And, and, and I want to share with you this morning, I want to share with you a, a, a few concepts here, verse by verse, and I want you to notice a few things with me. The, the first thing I want you to see, I want you to notice some things about Bartimaeus' condition. Uh, you know, uh, very simply, the, the obvious here that we read, he was blind, wasn't he? He was blind. And you know, I guess, I guess uh, that, that, that's the main part of the story, but really there's more to it than just that. There, there really is. I mean, he was blind, but let me say this. In, in, in a sense, he's a picture of every man, woman, and child that's without the Savior. That, that's lost here this morning. Because, listen, every man without Christ is blind. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles. I want, I want us to read 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I want to read, uh, I want to read uh, verse 3 and 4. It says, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who's in the image of God, should shine unto him. The gospel of Jesus Christ, it says, is, is hid to those who, who the God of this world, and if you notice, that's a little g there, wouldn't it? That's talking about Satan. The God of this world has blinded their minds. You know, so, so in a sense, every unsaved individual is blind. Nicodemus, you, you, you think about uh, John chapter 3, when he came to Jesus, he came in the darkness, didn't he? He, he, came, he came in the night, he did. And listen, in a, in a sense, every person that comes to Jesus, they come in the darkness. Hey, let me tell you something here this morning. You may be very intelligent. You may have a, you may have a, a, a lot of intellectual light here this morning. But listen, you, if you don't have Christ, you don't have spiritual light. Hey, a, a man, listen, can be very brilliant about many things. He, he can know a, a lot of stuff and, and be very, very smart. But, but listen, he can be an absolute ignoramus about, a, about spiritual things, can't he? You know, I say that word ignoramus, uh, you know, I, if you ever ate at Cracker Barrel, you play that little, that little triangle game, got the golf tees in it, you know what I'm talking about? I, I play that game and, 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 I, and I leave there, I leave there realizing I'm an ignoramus in that because, you know, hey, if you, if you leave one, remember it, it tells you you're a genius. If you leave two, you're, you're pretty smart. If you leave three, you're just plain dumb. And if you leave four or more, you're an ignoramus. And a lot of times that's the way uh, I feel after I leave uh, uh, eating at Cracker Barrel. But I, I tell you this, I tell you this, it, it's, it's almost humorous, but, but, it, but it, if it wasn't pitiful to talk to some people today, men that have degrees behind their name and, and, are, and are just brilliant men, but when it comes to spiritual things uh, about the Bible, they're just as blind as a bat. I, I tell you, they, they don't understand it. You can't, you can't make them understand it. You can't make them see it. Why? They're blind. They're, they're blind. You can talk to them. You can give them the, the, the plan of salvation, and they'll say, I just can't see that. I just can't see that. No wonder. No wonder they're blind, aren't they? And I, I heard a, a, an illustration about a little boy. He, he had an operation. He was blind. And, and, and the doctor uh, did an operation on him, thought he would be able to help him, help him see. And, and, the, and the day come where he was going to be able to take those bandages off his eyes. And, and his mother, she wanted him to see something beautiful. 
and, and they had a beautiful garden out in, the, in their backyard, and, and it was springtime, and it was in full bloom, and that's what she wanted him to see. So, so she took him out there, and, and, and they, they, they took those bandages off, and there for the first time he was able to see all those beautiful blooms and the, and the clear blue sky that day. And, and, and he, he, he said, Mother, what is this place? What is this beautiful place? And she said, Son, this is, this is our backyard. And he said, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me that it was this beautiful? And she said, son, I tried to time and time again every spring. I would describe to you the, the, the beautiful blooms and, 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 and all the, the beautiful colors, and you just couldn't understand it. You couldn't grasp it. And let me say this, it's the same way today with the person that's unconverted. It's the same way with the person that's lost. They're blind. Listen, I can get up here this morning and I can preach to you and tell you about the wonders of salvation. I can tell you this morning about the wonders of having your guilt removed, the wonders of, of being removed from the, from the penalty of sin, the wonders of having a, a home in heaven, the, the wonderful thing about having the Holy Spirit indwell within me and, and walk with me and, and, and fellowship with me. I can tell you the wonderful thing about reading God's Word and having it seem like it's alive and, and, and God speaks to you through that I can tell you about the wonderful thing of being able to pray to God and having your having your prayers answered this morning I can talk about all those wonderful things of salvation and, and to a sinner he's totally blind he's totally blind to what I'm talking about he he just cannot grasp it Bartimaeus he was blind I, I want us to look at another part of his condition blind Bartimaeus there he was begging if you look in verse 46 he sat by the highway side begging Hey, did you know this? Did you know every sinner's got to come to Christ as a beggar? And, and I, don't, I don't mean that like, like you're, you're begging him to, to, to save you, but I mean this, you can't come to Christ as a barter. You can't come to Christ a, a, as a barter. You've got to come as a beggar because let me tell you why. You don't have anything to barter with this morning. You don't, you don't have a, a, a thing that, that you, can, you can trade or, or, or buy your salvation with this morning. That's not the way it works. You, you can't come to God this morning and say, Lord, uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, I've been real moral. I, I've been real pure and I've, I've lived a good life. And, and maybe you can say, I don't, I don't drink and I, I don't cuss and, and I want to offer you something. That's not how it works, is it, folks? That's not how it works. Bartimaeus, he, he had nothing here to offer Christ for his vision. He didn't say, hey, Lord, I've been begging for a while and I've got this tin cup of mine full of coins. Hey, uh, I'll give this to you if you'll give me my sight, if you'll heal me. No, he didn't do that. He just came as a beggar, didn't he? We sing this song in, in our church at Grace Baptist Church. It has a, has a line in it, In my hand no price I bring, simply to the cross I cling. I tell you what, I, I, let me tell you something. I, I don't care how good you've lived here this morning, and I hope you've lived good, and I want you to live good, but the truth of the matter is you don't have anything this morning. Not a one of us has one thing that we can offer Christ. Listen, listen, I tell you what you got to do. You've got to realize uh, that you're a poor, lost, vile sinner, and, and, you, and, and you deserve hell. That, that's what we all deserve. But, but I, uh, you know, some people, you'll talk to them about salvation. They'll say, but I don't think I'm good enough to go to hell. Heaven. Well, I tell you what, you're right. None of us are good enough to go to heaven. Or maybe they'll say something, I don't deserve heaven. Or maybe they'll say, I haven't gone to church in, in my life. Or, or I don't read the Bible. Or maybe they'll say, I haven't, I haven't been religious and, and I don't have anything uh, to, to recommend me to Christ. Listen, I want to tell you something. Nobody in this world, not a one person sitting here this morning, not me standing up here behind this pulpit, not a one of us have anything to recommend us to Christ, do we? I, I tell you what, the very best person on this earth, the very best person that's 
sitting in here this morning, uh, they, they have nothing to offer Christ. You think about all the good you've done in your life. Think about it. Think about maybe the best thing you've done uh, work-related that you've done for Christ. You think about it. I tell you what, what the Bible says in Isaiah 64, 6, it says, but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Hey, let me tell you something this morning. That didn't say the very worst thing you've done in your life was a filthy rag. No, that said the very best. The very best thing that you have to offer Christ is nothing but a filthy rag this morning. Listen, we, we don't have anything to recommend us to Christ. We're just, like I said, we're, we're all we're, with, without Christ. We're just poor, lost, helpless sinners. And that's what the Bible tells you in Romans 3.10. You can look at it. It says there's none righteous, no, not one. You can look at Romans 3.23. It said we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Listen, we don't have one thing to recommend us. You know, in life, you know, there, there's, there's things that we have to have a recommendation for. You know, I think about, you know, if you want, want to apply for a job, a lot of times you've got to have somebody write you a recommendation letter. And they talk about the good things you've done and the good qualities you have. And, and, and uh, maybe, maybe it's for a, a, a club or something, I don't know, that you want to get in. You've got to have a recommendation so they'll let you in. But I want to tell you something, it's not that way with Christ. It's not that way with Christ. You just come as you are, like that song that the choir sang a minute ago. I tell you what, you come as you are. Hey, I'll tell you this, you don't have to start living right first. You know that? You don't have to start living right first. You don't have to turn over a new leaf first. You don't have to quit this or quit that. No, I'll tell you what to do this morning. If you lost, just come as you are and, and say to the Lord, here I am, I'm a sinner, and hey, I need to be saved. And I'll tell you what, that's recommendation enough to get you into heaven this morning. Praise God for that. Listen, secondly... I want you to notice his opportunity. Look at, look at verse 46. It says, and, and they came to Jericho, and he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. And blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Listen to this. Listen, Jesus. Jesus was coming down that Jericho road, wasn't he? Jesus was coming down that Jericho road, and you know what? There sat Bartimaeus in his line of travel. What, what, what an opportunity. What an opportunity uh, that was. I mean, you know what? L listen to me now. Listen to me this morning. It could be this morning that Jesus is coming down your road. You hear me? Hey, you're, you're in a great spot right now. You, you, what an opportunity you have right here in the Bible Baptist Church this morning. Hey, it could be that Jesus is coming down your road. And, and, and you're right here in his line of travel. Listen, he knew you was going to hear the gospel this morning. God did. Hey, and I don't know your, your condition. That's between you and God. But somebody may be sitting here this morning and be lost and be without the Savior. And, and, and listen, he, he knew, God knew that you would be here this morning. God planned this moment for you. And, and he knew that you'd hear the gospel. Hey, this might be your opportunity right now. And Jesus is coming down your road. What an opportunity. What an opportunity that you have before you this morning. And I tell you what, here as we read, it was a wonderful opportunity for blind Bartimaeus, wasn't it? Oh, what an opportunity. Jesus was coming and Bartimaeus was in his line of travel, wasn't he? Oh, what? listen, whatever you need this morning, I want to tell you something. I want to encourage you. Jesus is, is coming your way. He, he, he's coming your way, whatever you might need. Uh, listen, I have no doubt about it this morning. I, I have no doubt about it before this sermon ends. And, and when we sing that invitational hymn, I tell you what, 
Jesus is going to speak to somebody. He, he's going to speak to somebody with His Holy Spirit this, this morning, and, and maybe it's for, for uh, salvation, maybe it'll be for baptism or church membership or whatever it may be. They, they, they somebody that's going to be uh, spoke to here this morning, and, and maybe, maybe somebody, like I say, will see that need of salvation, see that they need to be saved. And listen, I want to tell you something. I want to encourage you. You could be saved right now. You could be saved here th- th- this very hour. I mean, what a, what, a, what a blessing and what an opportunity that is this morning. I want to tell you this, Jesus, I want you to know this, and I know you do, Jesus is interested in sinners. Did you know that? He's interested. Hey, he said in Luke 5, 32, he said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, didn't he? You know what he said in the the verse right before that? In verse 31, he said, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. Hey, Paul said this, he said, Jesus Christ came to save sinners, and he went on to add, in whom I'm chief. That's the way Paul felt about it. In 1 Peter 5, 7, the Bible tells us that he careth for you. Listen, I want you to notice something else. I want you to notice something else about his opportunity here. His cry was heard, wasn't it? His cry was heard. He cried out in verse 47 and 48. You can look at it. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And his cry was heard. And may I tell you something this morning, may I tell you very simply but so truly that, listen, that nobody ever cried out to the Savior that, it, that, it, that their cry wasn't heard. I, I tell you, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't care how deep into sin you feel like you've went or how far away from, from, from God you feel like you are right now. I tell you what, you cry out to Him and your cry will be heard this morning. It sure will. I, I don't care when you do it. I don't care where you're at. He'll hear your cry. And, and when I think about that, I can't help but think about the thief on the cross. You know, you think about him, and, and here was uh, Jesus dying for us, and, 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 and you have one uh, uh, murderer and thief on one side and one on the, one on the other, and, and one of them's kind of jeering at Jesus and making fun of him. And he said, hey, if you're the Son of God, then come on off this cross and save yourself and us too, buddy. And then the other one, he, he said, though, he said, hey, we're getting what we deserve. Jesus, done, he's done nothing amiss. He's done nothing wrong, and, and we're getting what we deserve. And, and he looked at Jesus, remember, and he said, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. I mean, listen, here, here, here's a thief. A thief, okay? Not, not a churchgoer, a, a, a thief. I mean, he, he's a thief. He's been robbing people. He's been stealing from them. You know, and I've heard folks say, and you might have said it yourself at some time, I've heard them say, there's nothing I hate worse than a thief. Listen, that's what we have here. That, that's what we have. This man, this thief, was, he was dying on the cross. And, and listen, he deserved hell. He, he, he deserved it. And listen, I want you to notice this uh, about that thief on the cross. Hey, he didn't promise to join the church, did he? he? He didn't promise to live a better life. Hey, he wasn't there that day in, in, in promising to keep the Ten Commandments. He just said, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. And Jesus heard his cry, didn't he? He heard his cry. Though, though Jesus was dying, he was dying on the cross, suffering our, our, our sin dead and, and the penalty for our sin. He was suffering that on the cross that day, and, and he heard that cry. Jesus was dying. He was going through all that, and he still heard that cry, and he saved that thief, didn't he? Now listen, I want to speak about that. I want to talk about that just a second. Like I said, Jesus knew that thief would never go to church didn't he? He knew that that thief would, would never read his Bible. He knew that thief there would, would never win a soul because he was dying and he wasn't going to get off that cross alive, was he? 
But Jesus saved him. Jesus saved that man. And you know what that's a picture of? That's a picture of salvation by grace through faith, just like we believe. Just what the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hey, you may say here this morning, hey, he won't hear me. He won't hear me. Let me tell you, hey, folks, listen, listen, let me tell you. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He'll hear you. He will. If you're lost, hey, won't you do that this morning? Won't you call out to him? And I tell you what, he'll hear you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how, how young you are. Would you cry out to Jesus this morning like blind Bartimaeus did and say, Jesus, have mercy on me? And I tell you what, he'll hear you. He'll hear you. There's a song that we sing uh, sometimes at Grace Baptist Church. It's hymn uh, number 37 in our hymn books. It's called There's a Fountain. I'm sure you, you might even say, sing it here and in stanza two. It has these lyrics. It says, The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? If you're saved, I know you are, that, that Jesus is washing away our, that he washed away our sins. I tell you what, I, I want you to notice this. I want to hurry along. I've got a, a, a lengthy message, and I want to get through it here this morning. I want you to notice this. Not only his condition, not only his opportunity, but I want you to notice his hindrances. His hindrances. When, when he cried out, when he cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Notice what they said. Let's look at verse 48 there in our text. Notice what they said. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. In other words, hey, they're saying, hush, be quiet, be quiet. Be quiet, blind man. Jesus, he's a, he's a busy man. Jesus, he's an important man. Hey, you're just an old blind beggar. Uh, hush, don't worry, Jesus. He's got important business uh, going on. I'm talking about hindrances. Hindrances this morning. Let me tell you, I, I want to tell you this. Nobody ever came to Christ without something or someone trying to hinder them. No, nobody ever did any work for Christ without uh, coming in and, and running into some, some hindrances. I, I want to tell you something. Sometimes it's parents. And, and maybe they don't mean to. Maybe they mean well. But maybe that little boy or that little girl is getting ready to walk that aisle and somebody will grab that shoulder. Hey, are you sure? Are, are, you, are you sure about that? Or maybe, hey, maybe it's, maybe it's a parent and, 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 and maybe they mean well and, and they don't have their kid in church, though, that morning, that Sunday morning. And, and what an opportunity they had. Maybe somebody's not here this morning that should have been, that should have been here to hear this message. I'm talking about hindrances. Maybe it's your, maybe sometimes it might be your spouse or your, or your, or your family or, or maybe your, your friends. Maybe they try to talk you out of it. Maybe they, maybe they, uh, they, they, they try to tell you, hey, hey, that, that's going to be hard if you follow Christ. If you submit your, your life to Christ, it's going to be hard. Think about it before you do it. Hey, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's you know, our, our school children. Sometimes it's, we, we, we've all been there and we worry about getting made fun of. And maybe you're, you're thinking, hey, if I do this, if I, if I come before the church and, and, and I tell everybody I'm saved, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get made fun of or something. I, I, I'm talking about hindrances. Listen. Listen. They cried out there. They cried out there. The crowd did. Hold your peace. I, I wonder right now. I, I wonder. The, the, the crowd's not saying it. But I wonder, I wonder what Satan's already saying, getting in your mind right now. I wonder what he's already, what he's already trying to say. Hey, you, I, want you, I want you to know something. Listen to me. If you're lost, you need Jesus. 
you do. You, you, you know you need Jesus. And I, I wonder if what, what Satan might be saying, I wonder if he's saying, hey, Jesus don't have time for you. He don't have time for you. What, what makes you think that he, that, he, that he cares about you? Listen, like, like I quoted that verse, Jesus cares about you. He cares for you. He, he cares for everybody. He, he said this in the Bible. He said that not a, not a sparrow falls to the ground without the Father. Listen, a little, a little sparrow out there, out there in, the, in the woods, it, it, it hits the ground and God Almighty's there, isn't he? Hey, the Bible says he, that he has every hair of your head numbered. He says that, that your tears are counted and numbered. Oh, if I could just describe to you this morning. If I could just describe to you how he cares for you. Oh, he cares for you this morning. Hey, the crowd uh, may say he doesn't care. Maybe even, like I say, maybe your, maybe your family has, has said that to you at some time. I don't know. Maybe, why, you know, maybe they say, why would Jesus care about you? Uh, you, you know, you can't do anything for, for Christ. You can't do anything for God. And, and maybe they, they, they tell you, uh, you're not gifted. You, you, you're not, uh, you, you, maybe you're an introvert and you couldn't, you couldn't do anything for Christ. Maybe they've told you that. Maybe they said you don't know enough about the Bible. Uh, you know, I, you, they might say, hey, you don't, you don't want to get saved. You don't want to do that. You don't want to uh, put, your, put, put yourself out there for the Lord. Uh, but I tell you this, I don't know what the devil might be saying to you this morning. I don't know what he might be, be putting in your mind. Or I don't know what others may, may have told you in your life. But, but I hope this morning you won't let anyone or you won't let anything hold you back from coming to Jesus this morning. I hope you won't allow hindrances to, to hold you back. I hope you won't let popularity, listen, keep you away, worrying about what others might think of you this morning. I hope you won't let foolish pride keep you away uh, from, from coming to Christ. I hope you won't let circumstances or anything, listen, even if the whole crowd called out, hold you peace. Listen, maybe, maybe the devil, he'll, he, he, he's good at this. He, maybe he's telling you to put it off. Put it off a little bit longer. Maybe you feel uh, right now that, that God is speaking to you. He's speaking to your life right now. And, and, and maybe you feel like th- this is your time to be saved. Maybe you are saved and, and you feel like right now this is your time to, to, to follow the Lord in, in baptism or, or, or to join the church. I, I don't know your condition, but maybe the devil, maybe he's just telling you, hey, put it off. Hey, kick that can on down the road just a little bit. Just put it off a little while longer. Let me tell you something. I want you to listen to this. Tomorrow's the devil's word. You hear me? Tomorrow's the devil's word. Hey, Jesus, God's word is today, isn't it? It's now, today. Now's the accepted time. Today's the day, isn't it, of salvation. Now, that, that's Jesus' word. Listen, hey, I want to tell you something. You don't have any more time. You, you, don't. you don't. You don't have any more time. Listen, Jesus is coming down your road right now. He's coming down your road. Listen, you don't, you don't need to wait six weeks. You don't need to say, hey, we're, we have an interim pastor right now. I'll wait till we get a full-time fella to walk the aisle. No, you, hey, you don't have that much time. You don't have time to wait. We're not guaranteed another second in this world, are we? Hey, I tell you what, if you're lost, you better settle it now. And in and, and, and saying that, I want you to notice this. I want you to notice his earnestness. Look there in verse 48. Look at verse 48. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He said, have mercy on me, didn't he? Have mer- no, notice his earnestness there. Listen, the matter of your salvation is the most important thing, or it should be the most important thing in your life, the most important decision that you'll ever face. Is that right there, your, the, the matter of your salvation? And let me tell you something this morning. You ought to be more earnest about your salvation than you are about your home. You ought to be more earnest about your salvation than you are about your job. You ought to be more earnest to, about your salvation than you are about your, about your ball team or whatever it is that, 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 that you put high up. You ought to be more earnest about your salvation than life itself. You know why? Because I'll tell you why. Every one of us in here, we're going to heaven or we're going to hell, aren't we? 
Hey, you know what? In John 3, 36, the, the, the world is separated into two groups. It says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Hey, you're going to walk out those doors this afternoon or this morning and you're going to be on your way to heaven or on your way to hell. If you're believing on Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven. You have everlasting life. You couldn't lose it if you tried. If you go out there, out of these doors and you're not believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're on your way to hell. I want you to notice that. Listen, you better get earnest. Are you ready? Are you ready to die here today? Are you ready for the Lord to come? He's coming, isn't He? Praise God, He's coming, isn't He? Are you ready? I tell you what, you ought to get earnest. You ought to get earnest about, uh, with Jesus about this matter this morning. Listen, obstacles, I want, I want to tell you this. Obstacles, they, they never hinder an earnest soul. They, they never do. Let, let, let them cry. Let, let them cry, hold you peace, but an earnest soul cries all the more, doesn't he? Let, let them, let them, let them uh, say, hey, you won't be popular. Let, let them cry that, but listen, the earnest soul cries all the more, don't he? Yeah, let, let, them, let them say, uh, or let the, let the devil say, hey, put it off. Wait, wait for tomorrow. Wait for tomorrow. But I tell you what, the earnest soul cries all the more. They cried, hold you peace, but thank God, Bartimaeus overcame his hindrances, didn't he? Look, look at his appeal. Look at his appeal there in verse 47. It says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, Jesus. That's, that's his appeal right there. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to notice three words in that verse. Jesus, mercy, and me. And I want you to look at the positions of, of, of those words. You have Jesus over here. You have, you have me over here. And you got mercy in between, don't you? Oh, thank God. Thank, 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 thank God for His mercy. Aren't you thankful for, for the mercy of Christ this morning? Aren't, aren't you thankful for that? Listen, I, I tell you what, thank God it's mercy in between there and not justice. Because you know what? If it was justice, you know what we all deserve? We all deserve hell, don't we? That's what every one of us deserve. Hey, and thank God it's not justice in there. Thank God it's mercy. And I want to tell you something. His mercies, like it says, I believe, in Lamentations chapter 3, His mercies are new every morning, aren't they? I tell you what, He's rich in mercy. Thank God for His mercy here this morning. Hey, that's the position there. Jesus over here, me over there, and nothing but mercy in between. And let me tell you, God is merciful to the lowest, most, most vile sinner that has ever lived. Hey, you, you may, you, listen, you may not like them. You, you may not like the person. You, you may see them and, and you may not even want them to be a member of this church. You may, you may think of, of them that lowly, but I tell you what, God can cleanse the worst of the worst, can't He? He can cleanse the worst sinner, and I tell you what, like the Bible says, hey, He can make him white as snow, can't He? That's what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 1 and, and, and verse 18. It says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Hey, no matter what you done, I want to tell you something. I want to encourage you this morning. God will cleanse it if you'll come to Him. He sure will. And that was His appeal. Jesus, have mercy on me. Now notice His approach in verse 49. And Jesus stood still. I like that. I like that. A big crowd, a big crowd around, a lot of important business. Jesus is a big man, and He's a big man there. But when a poor fallen, wretched sinner cried, have mercy on me. What Jesus do? He stood still, didn't he? he? He stood still. And then notice what he did. He commanded him to be called. And they said to that blind man, be of good comfort. In other words, they said, hey, cheer up, old boy. Hey, hey, smile a little bit. Hey, he, he's calling for you. Come on. And you know what? That, that this, this poor blind man came to Jesus, didn't he? 
He, he, came, he came to Jesus and Jesus said to him, look there in verse, in verse 51, he said, What will thou that I should do unto thee? And that blind man said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Look at it in verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith had made thee whole. I want to tell you something this morning. There's not a sinner in, in Mount Vernon, Kentucky, that, that couldn't attract God's attention this morning with that one little cry, Jesus have mercy on me. There's not a person here this morning that, that, is, that is in this church or that may be watching online or wherever they are. There's not a person that couldn't attract God's attention with that cry. That, 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 that songwriter that, that was a, a drunken slave trader, John Newton, wrote that song, Amazing Grace. Hey, God heard his cry and he was saved, wasn't he? And he wrote that song and, he, and it had the lyrics, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. He saw himself as a wretch, didn't he? But he went on and he, and he said, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Aren't you thankful for that? I mean, I tell you what this morning. Listen, if you're not a Christian, I tell you, hey, cry, Jesus, have mercy on me. Cry out to him, have mercy on me. And I tell you what he'll do, Jesus will stop. He'll stop. He'll say, he'll say bring them bring here, bring them on, just like he did, just like he did Bartimaeus. And you might say, you mean, like they said, you mean this old blind sinner over here? This, this fella? Yeah, bring him on. Bring him on. And then he'll say, what do you want? Jesus, that's what he said to Bartimaeus, wouldn't he? What do you need? What do you want? And he said, I want to see. And as we read, Jesus said, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And I tell you what, that's the healing right there. That, that's his healing. The question is this morning, hey, will you be made whole? Will, will you be made whole this morning? Those, uh, those of you that may be lost and without the Savior, will you be made whole this morning? Or as Jesus said in our text, what will thou that I should do unto thee? And, and his response, I want you to notice, he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And the announcement was, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And I want you to notice this, the result was immediately, wasn't it? Do you see that? Immediately he received his sight. I tell you what, I, I noticed that word immediately. I, I circled it in my Bible immediately there in verse 52. I want to tell you something, salvation is not a slow process, folks. It's not, a, it's not a slow process, you hear me? I mean, a lot of folks, you talk to them, they say, I'm working on getting saved. I'm working on it. I'm trying my best. I'm doing my best. Hey, they've been working on it for years, and if they keep working on it, one day when they die, like, like, the, like uh, Jesus talked about the, the rich man and Lazarus, they'll, they'll die and they'll open their eyes and they'll be in torments in, in, in hell. But I tell you what, that's not how you do it. No, you don't, you don't just finally get it. Hey, listen, I want to tell you something. When you're saved... Happens like that right there, don't it? Uh, it's, a, it, it, it it's instant. It's, it's immediately. Just like that, the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, that very second, listen, you pass from death unto life. And that's what the Bible says, isn't it, in John 5, 24. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath, H-A-T-H, that's present tense, hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Listen, brother, you don't start passing. You just pass right on, don't you? It's, it's, it's immediate. Listen. But finally, let, let, let's look at the aftermath. Let's look at the aftermath. He received his sight, and notice what he did. He followed Jesus in the way, didn't he? He followed Jesus. Hey, no more, no more begging Bartimaeus. No more begging. Hey, throw away that tin cup, Bartimaeus. You don't need it anymore. Throw, throw it away. Follow Jesus in the way. Now listen, I want, I want to tell you this, though. 
You're not saved by following Jesus. You're not saved by, by, by following Him and, do, and doing His will. That's not how... Listen, I want you to notice this. He got His sight before He followed Him, didn't He? He, he got His sight before He followed Him. He, he didn't get His sight by following Him. No, He didn't do it that way. But after He got His sight, you know what He wanted to do? He wanted to follow Him, didn't He? He, he, he wanted to follow Him. I don't say to you this morning that are lost. I don't say to you this morning that are, that are without the Savior. I don't say to you, join a church. I don't say to you this morning uh, that, 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 that you've got to turn over a new leaf. I don't say to you this morning that, that you've got to keep the Ten Commandments. If you're without the Savior, that's not what I say. I don't say that at all. I say to you this morning, just like the blind man Bartimaeus, say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I, I say to you to trust Him, to believe in Him, to rely on Him. And, and, like, and like Jesus said, thy faith hath made thee whole. I tell you, but listen, after you do trust Him, though, after you do trust Him and you are saved, for God's sake, follow Him. Follow Him like blind Bartimaeus did. Follow Him when you get saved. Listen, nobody ever trusts Christ and then lives like the devil. That's not how it works. No, hey, He makes us a new creature, don't He? he, he old things are passed away. All things are become new. Now, I'm not saying you won't mess up and, and you won't sin. I'm not saying that, but you'll want to follow Him. I tell you what, you'll want to follow Him. If your faith makes you whole, You'll be like Bartimaeus was here that we read about this morning, and you'll follow Jesus in the way. Listen, I say to you this morning, if you're saved and, and you've, never been, you've never been baptized, I say to you this morning to follow Jesus in believer's baptism. Be baptized. Listen, Jesus was baptized, wasn't he, to give us a, an example to follow in his steps. He was baptized. If you're here this morning and you're saved, you ought to say, I'm going to be baptized because Jesus was baptized. I'm going to follow him. Listen, it, 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 you ought to say, Jesus prayed, I'm going to be a praying Christian. You ought to say, hey, Jesus read the Bible. He quoted the Bible. He memorized it. You ought to say, I'm going to be a Bible-reading Christian here this morning. Hey, Jesus went out of his way, didn't he, to get sinners saved? We all ought to say this morning, I'm going to go. We're going to go out of our way to get sinners saved this morning. Hey, we ought to follow him. Follow him. That's what we need to do in church. Listen, if, if the members of this church right here, if the members of the Grace Baptist Church, if the members of all the, the churches that believe uh, in, the, in the true gospel, if we'd follow Christ, you know what we'd do? We'd turn this county upside down for Christ, wouldn't we? If we'd do that. But you know what a lot of us have done this morning? I'll tell you what a lot of us have done. We've got our eyesight like Bartimaeus did, and then instead of following him, you know what we did? We just sit back down. We sit back down on our, on our blessed assurance. We sat back down. We got comfortable. Well, hey, we're saved. We're fine. We ain't worried about anybody else. But no, that's not how it is. Hey, listen, we need to follow him, don't we? We need to follow him this morning. Let me tell you something. We, we don't have much more time to follow him anyways, do we? Hey, we're, we're, it's not going to be long. You take 100 years from now, there won't be none of, none of us left, will they? Not, not a one of us will be left. Hey, and, and we, we don't even have that long. We don't know how long we have. Jesus could come at any moment, couldn't he? He could come at any second. He could. Listen, and, and, and it won't be long. I, I don't, I, whatever it is, if, it, if it's Jesus coming back, if it's death, it won't be long. We'll be all be gone home soon. And, and listen, as far as I'm concerned, I, I want to try to follow him the rest of the way, don't you? I, I want to try to be like Bartimaeus and, and follow him. Uh, listen, I want to pull him up a little closer. I want to get a little closer to him this morning, don't you? Listen, whatever it is, whatever it is, I want you to follow Jesus. I want you to follow him in the way. Hey, like I said, maybe it's salvation this morning. Won't you come? We're going to sing a hymn invitation here in just a second. Won't you come? Won't you come? Hey, won't you share that news? Won't you be proud of that and, 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 and share it and not be ashamed? Won't you come forward and do that? If, you, if, you're, if you're saved,
saved here this morning and, and you've never followed the Lord in baptism, won't you come for baptism this morning? Maybe you've, you've been coming to this church for, for months and weeks and you're, and you're not a member of it. What are you waiting on? Hey, let, let's do that this morning. Let's get that done this morning. Hey, whatever it is, I hope, I hope you won't let anything hold you back. I hope you won't have a, a hindrance in your life that keep you from coming. I hope you'll come. In, on that first stanza of the, of the invitation, I hope you won't wait. I hope you'll come. Let me pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day that you've blessed us all with. Lord, we're, what, what a beautiful day and just how unworthy we all are, Lord. But, but I want to thank you for, for salvation and the plan of salvation. And I want to thank you for, for the gospel that we have to preach and, and thankful that you, that you were born of a virgin and you lived a perfect life and, and you, you went to the cross and shed your blood for us all willingly there, Lord, and, and bore our sins there, Lord. And then, and then you gave your life for us on that cross. You died. You was buried, and then three days later you rose again, Lord. And I'm thankful for that plan, and, I, and I'm putting my whole faith and trust in you to take me to heaven. And Lord, I pray that if there's a lost soul among us that's not done that this morning, I pray they'd do it. We love you. We thank you. We ask all these things in your son, Jesus' name. Amen.